This is a disclaimer. Ben and I do not actually agree or believe these conspiracy theories. Now, on to the show. Okay, we're, we're rolling at this time. Hello and welcome back to Conspiracy Talk. I'm here this week with co-host Ben and special guest Ethan Kleino. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Could be better without Corona. That's fair. How are you, Ben? I'm doing good. Other than panicking on the inside due to school, messing up on the internet, but other than that, I'm good. It's panic attack season. At least it's not flu season yet. That uh, crowd that might make things worse. Well, yeah, probably. All right. Cahokia, Ben. Sounds like the sound you make when you sneeze or cough. Sounds like a painful sneeze. Okay. Uh, I don't should I re- want to try and replicate that sneeze. <laughs> All right, let's see. The Cahokia Mounds State Historic Site. Okay. Okay. It's the site of the pre-Columbian Native American city, which existed circa 1050 to 1350 BC. I mean, CE. Not BC. CE. Directly across the Mississippi River from modern St. Louis, Missouri, the Historic Park lies in southwestern Illinois between East St. Louis and Collinsville. The park covers 2,200 acres. And I'm not going to I'm going to guess hectares, but I'm not going to say how many. But oh well. Or about, or about 3.5 square miles and contains about 80 mounds. But the ancient city was much larger. At its apex around 1,100 CE, Cahokia covered about 6 square miles and included about 120 man made earthen mounds in the wide range of sizes and shapes and functions. At this time, at the, I mean, yeah, at this time, at the apex of its population, it may have briefly exceeded contemporaneous, whatever that word is pronounced, London, at which the time was approximately fourteen thousand to eighteen. Th- at the time was approximately fourteen thousand to eighteen thousand. Cahokia was the largest and most influential urban settlement at, of the Mississippian culture, which developed advanced societies across much of what is now the central and southeastern United States. Beginning more than 1,000 years before the European contact, today Cajarquia Mounds is considered the largest and most complex archaeological site north of the great pre-Columbian cities of Mexico. Cajarquia Mounds is a national historic landmark and designated site for state protection. It is also one of the 24 UNESCO World Heritage Sites within the United States. The largest prehistoric earthen construction in the bicentennial, the Cajarquia Mounds were selected as one of Illinois at one of Illinois' 200 greatest places by the American Institute of Architects Illinois component and was recognized by USA Today Travel Magazine as one of the selections for Illinois' 25 must-see places. I have a question. So, yes. uh, it's it's one of the 24 UNESCO World Heritage Sites in the United States. Is that like the Michelin Star Restaurant of historical landmarks? The what? The a Michelin star. Do you know what that is, Ben? Nope, I do not. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. 
All right, give me a second. Okay. So Michelin Guides, it's a book series, and like a lot of the most famous restaurants have a Michelin star, or several, but typically they're more expensive. But the Michelin Guides are a series of guidebooks published by the French tire company Michelin for more than a century, and they rate restaurants. So the tire company rates restaurants? It's a French tire company, Ben. It's French. Everything's better in France, apparently. Now the question is, can any of you speak French? Absolutely not. Can you? I took one year of it three years ago. I I can say a couple of phrases, but do I remember the class? No, I hated the teacher. I think the only thing that most people know how to say in, fr- in French is Viva la Revolution. Baguette. <laughs> Baguette. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one thing you told me? Uh, Deus uh, something uh, revolt or something. Deus revolt. Viva la Re- Revolution. Yeah, it's that. Are we like talking the about one phrase everyone knows. Something like that. Are you bringing up the time when I told you that you to like say it in front of someone, and you said it in front of your grandparents, and you said loads LMG with religious intent? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a great time. Ah, uh, the joys of being stared at by your grandparents with disappointment. <laughs> Those were the times when there wasn't a world pandemic. I feel like it's, I feel like the pandemic around here is at least kind of relaxed a bit. It's like, oh yeah, that's happening. And then you just walk off and do something without a mask because you've got it. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate for this county. Yeah. I, I still remember reading the paper around here and it's going like, yeah, everyone's in the county's been uh, been following the rules and guidelines, been wearing masks and social distancing. As like, I've been to town to eat lunch like 10 times this summer for work, and I have not seen one person wear a mask or social distance. Don't lie to me, paper. Oh, yeah, and then smack, yeah, 150 cases. Yeah. Alright, it's always fun. Should we read more from the article, or... What happened to Coke? Whatever. What happened to the great city of... that? Okay, so... Here's the... Okay, I found the decline on Wikipedia. The population at Cohokia began to decline around 13th century, and the site was eventually abandoned around 1300. The area around it was not reoccupied by indigenous tribes until about around 1350. Scholars have proposed environmental factors such as overhunting, deforestation, and flooding as explanations for abandonment of the site. Another possible cause is invasion by outside peoples. Though the only evidence of warfare found are a defensive wooden stockade and watchtowers that include Kogia's main ceremonial precinct. There is no other evidence for warfare, so the palace side may have been more for ritual or formal separation than for military purposes. 
Diseases transmitted among the large, dense urban population are another possible cause of decline. Many theories since the late 20th century proposed conquest-induced political collapse as primary reason for Cahokia's abandonment. Together with these factors, researchers found that found evidence in 2015 of major floods at Cahokia, so, so so severe as to flood dwelling places. Analysis of sediment from beneath Horseshoe Lake has revealed that two major floods occurred in the period of settlement at Cahokia, in roughly 1100 to 1260 and 1340 to 1460. Hmm. So was it the flood that brought on the devastation then? I'd say that's probably what, by the sounds of it, that's probably, I guess that would make sense to leave your town you've made so hard or something. Is it in a valley? Well, I think, it's, I think it's right across the Mississippi River from St. Louis. Okay. So. Strange. Apparently they had very good coppersmiths. So I'm trying to see if there's anything on here about whenever, when the Europeans came over, came over and started looking at stuff. Imagine just, like, finding these weird mounds in the middle of nowhere and there's, like, I mean, I guess there might be some tribes still around, like Native American tribes, but like they they weren't the ones that were in charge of the building of it. Yeah. What do you think about this, Ethan? The only thing I could think of as he was saying this is I'm getting flashbacks to like Roanoke, where no one really knows what happened. Oh yeah, yeah I. I still remember doing a project for that for uh, my fifth grade teacher. And I remember that the theory was that, like, I, although I, I think I, I remember I broke one of the rules for it. You had to make up your own theory, but I didn't. I just took one off Google because it sounded cool. And plus, I'm pretty sure I mispronounced the uh, name of the Native American tribe when I pronounced, well, when I read it in front of the class. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Ethan, or no? Sorry. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. I also remember I did a cake based off the Lost Colony Roanoke for Scouts. I swear to God, if it said Croatoan on it. It didn't. It was just like... I made, like, a village out of graham crackers and, like, stuff, and, like, pretzels and stuff, and I was like, yeah, this is Roanoke. So, in, like, sixth grade, when we had to make the, like, the 3D versions of a village and the Minecraft version versions of the village. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That's what that reminded me of, is you made a little village on a cake. We did? No, oh, wait, you yeah, just yeah. said that. Oh, wait, I thought you said we made a village made out of cake in Minecraft, but yeah, yeah, I, I do remember what you say now. Yeah, yeah. I just confused myself. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Perseus, uh, in parentheses, spy. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Okay. So, uh, 
Did any of you guys happen to watch the Call of Duty Cold War trailer that came out like a week or so ago? No. No, I've heard some mixed things about it. Okay. But I feel like so, I need to watch it. Yeah. So other than the fact of it being like a direct sequel to the original Black Ops, I think. Don't quote me on that. So anyways, what Perseus was actually like a spy, or supposedly a spy, uh, let's see, I have the Wikipedia article pulled up at the moment, so I might go ahead and read that. So let's see, uh, you guys are fine if I start reading, right? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Perseus was the codename of a possible Soviet spy alleged to have breached United States national security at Los Alamos during the Manhattan Project. This name is also given to a spy at White Sands Missile Range, located further south near Las Cruces, New Mexico. Evidence for his or her existence is based on a few references in KGB archives opened and later closed to researchers in the early 1990s. After the fall of the Soviet Union, there are, a few, there are also a few references to Perseus in the Venona Project. Decrypts as per as per s or maybe that they meant purse. I don't know. The identity of this person or even whether or not they actually existed is unknown, and many of the facts in the matter are questionable. And then let's see. History. The first person to publicly write about atomic spy Perseus was Russian Italian's colonial Vladimir Chikov, starting in 1991. Chikov wrote a number of articles in Russian periodicals that discussed Perseus. In 1996, Chekhov published a book with American co-author Guerin Kim titled How Stalin Stole the Atomic Bomb for Americans, published in France and French. I mean, that's obvious, I guess. The Nona Project messages contain the, uh, the unidentified codename Perse. Not only is Perse the linguistic root of the word Perseus, the messages suggest that Perse was a Soviet source of the, on the Manhattan Project. In addition to this, many other individuals, including some associated with the KGB, have affirmed either the specific existence of Perseus or that there remain unidentified atomic spies on the Manhattan Project. According to Chikov, Perseus was at the Los Alamos in 1943, a year before a known spy, Klaus uh, Fuchs, I don't know how to pronounce that, and hopefully I didn't butcher that, was assigned there. Fuchs? Okay. Is that German? Probably. Okay. Was assigned there, and in the 1950s, Perseus was under the control of Rudolf Ebel. In 1999, arms control advocate German Stone alleged that Perseus was Scientist X, easily identifiable as MIT physicist Philip Morrison. This was a sensational claim because accuser and accused were both highly regarded within the same ac academic community. Morrison denied that he was a spy and pointed out numerous discrepancies between his biography and that, and that attributed to Perseus. While Stone accepted Morrison's denial and apologized for the unfavorable publicity, he never fully withdrew the original allegation. U.S. Cold War historian John Earl Haynes believed that Perseus is a faked composite by Vladimir Chikov and the SVR combining part of the story of Theodore Hall with misdirection and distortion. When when was this article published? The twenty sixth. I have Wait, one question for you, Ben. Yeah. Do you breathe when you read? Yes, somehow. 
he he like in class if he's telling a story he also starts to sink down in his chair well i did last year i haven't <laughs> this year so the keyword there is yet Brent, ben yeah this year just started ben <laughs> i know but but like i also haven't technically been to actual school in public since march until like this month so yeah Oh, yeah, and then uh, I know, let's see, whenever we were practicing for our play last year, I remember that they actually, we actually, they actually were able to slow me, have me speak slower for once, mainly because they told me to practice, but yeah. The director literally went up to Ben beside him, held his arms down at his side, and spoke, yeah, she held your arms like out at your side. And like spoke your lines really slowly. No, I don't remember the rest. I just remember the first word. <laughs> See, I still remember that like I was reciting my lines, and I heard that she. I think she was uh she was getting onto us about how we need to work on our lines. And I heard that I remember I was get I was tired I was tired of getting interrupted or something like that or just I mean. Our, our like choir teacher. She's a nice person. It's just, it's just that I was. I think I had a point that I was really tired and just didn't really know what was going on at the moment. And I just remember the the line after that was I was continuing what I said. And I remember that like how she finished what she was talking about was I love you all. And I re- immediately what my next line was was, thanks. No way. It was that. That's good. I'll buy that. Yeah, at that moment, I thought Ben was kind of a terrible person for making fun of her until I realized that it was still his lines. (laughs) (laughs) She's a good teacher. She's a good teacher. Tell me, Ben, how does an octopus survive in a landlocked state with literally... Zero water in the middle of it. Oh, we're moving on, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. shoot. I I mean, according to the Wikipedia article that I looked at, it was like, it go like, you see, the octopus is for explaining certain drownings in the state. It's like, okay. But still, how did an octopus get there? It turns out it's a serial drowner. <laughs> That seems like a lazy way to, like, play it off. Like, oh, we just had four people drown. Let's just pull an octopus out of nowhere and just blame the octopus. Someone got too drunk and fell into the river. Oh, the octopus pulled them in. It was an octopus. Where did it come from? That doesn't matter. Just know it's there. Imagine noodling for catfish in Oklahoma, but instead of catching catfish, you catch an octopus. But the thing is, since octopus have, like, really strong beaks or whatnot, they just, it just bites your fingers off and just, I don't know, like, swims away and then crawls up on a sandbar somewhere. The thing it is, this, oh my goodness, I'm having a stroke. The thing is, in, like, the, both artist portrayals of the creature, this thing, it's huge. Like, it would have to be in the ocean. Or a very large pond. I don't well, think yeah. that's a pond level. 
it's, get the I world's mean, deepest pool and stick the octopus in there. I Imagine feel like... the upkeep. <laughs> to keep that thing alive. Can you teach an octopus to play the drums? First thing that came to my mind was when you when you can you keep teach an octopus the first thing that came to my mind was can you teach an octopus to love (laughs) and i feel like that's a legitimate google search this is in my search history forever can you (laughs) teach an octopus no it says keep I, i said teach does anyone remember the game Octodad? No. Oh dear goodness. <laughs> the only Google search that comes up is can you teach an octopus tricks? And I kind of want to know what kind of tricks that they're teaching these things. I typed I wanna, in I want to know who has a pet octopus. I typed Don't in worry can about you it. teach an octopus to uh, I, I use the word to and then the very the very bottom result is can you teach an octopus to lime juice what is that i have no idea okay side question have you ever gone down the rabbit hole where you just type random things into google and see like what the auto completions are and just take a see two like, or three the words. stupid things that come up take a two or three word of... phrase and type it into google and see what you can come up with I think I did stuff like that in eighth grade. Just see what happened. Why isn't it legal? Oh, I, I just got a notification on my phone for poor connection. So if I end up cutting out, then you know it's my internet again. I typed in "How do you" and "How do you teach a dog to speak" is the second one. How do you spell octopus? How does how does a woman? Oh no! How do you say octopus in Spanish? How to make how do you make hummingbird food? What is the? Okay, all of these are pretty average for what the phrase. What is the? What is not an alternate name for Wolfsbane? For, for what? Wolfsbane. I have no idea. And a dog. Why would you ask this question? The... I'd... Third result is can a dog get a UTI? <laughs> What's a UTI? <laughs> don't worry about it if you don't know what it is. You know what? No, you know what? I'm Googling this. Okay. No, 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 please, no, please no, don't. no. <laughs> ben, don't. It's a bad idea, Ben. Keep it especially to if you're on your Chromebook. Keep it to yourself. I'm on, don't. I'm on my... Okay, so it's just it's just a medical issue. Got it. Okay. Uh, sure. We'll go with that. The The next result after that is, can a dog get a cat pregnant? <laughs> so what kind of... What kind of things are happening 
can I see where this originated from? Are they trying to come up with cat dog from like that cartoon? Keeping with the like cat and dog theme, I looked up the two words why do, and more than half of them have to do with cats and dogs, and I'm sure of those, at least half of them have to do with feces. Why do I sweat so much is the third result. <laughs> why can? You know what, I'm gonna see what happens when I do like these search results, but with Bigfoot in it. Okay, why? Does. Okay, um, the third result, oh. the third result for the phrase "why can" is "why can Meowth talk?" Meowth, that's right. Okay, whatever. I looked up "why is." Why is the plural of octopus octopuses? I don't think it is. It's, is it? I, I think it's octopi or whatnot. Or... It's octopi, yeah. I thought yeah. so. Octopuses. Why is there a coin shortage? How does... Can my friends... Can my friends see exactly where I am? I mean, only with Snapchat and Life360. Oh, wait, there... Um... Okay, so I typed in how does Big F and then I get what does Bigfoot eat in Ark? Are we talking about the game? Oh my goodness. Or are we talking about Bigfoot on the Ark? You know, I really hope this doesn't pop up on your screen when your mom walks by then. I'm in my room. She doesn't go in my room a whole lot. Until after she listens to this podcast on her way to work tomorrow morning. I feel like that would be terrifying. Well, I remember that, like... Okay, so remember... Okay, Jonathan, do you remember how... uh, Last episode... uh, we uh, did some jokes about, like, Project Stargate. Yeah. Who emailed so you? Re- huh? I asked, who emailed you? No, I mean, I didn't, I, no, I didn't get an email. I just remember mom's like, yeah, you guys kind of crossed the line on family-friendly content. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, yeah, that part. What do you mean that wasn't family-friendly? Well, confused. The, uh, the, uh, all right, what the Russians do today? Well, you see, the Russians are doing your mom. And it's like, yeah, just leave. Oh, and you mentioned in this. So that means I'm going to edit more. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. Let's, should we move on to the next topic? Yeah. Okay, Otherwise, yeah. I'm just going to continue to Google random phrases until I get something uh, even more horrible than what I found earlier. Remember when you found? Remember when we looked at the Ningen from last episode? The Skinwalker, the cryptid thing. No, the Ningen. Oh, the it, that's the the other cryptid, isn't it? The big worm with the human face. Yes, the one that you're like, oh, great! Now I can't get that out of my mind. Yeah, well, Squonk is even worse. 
that the case? We don't have the video podcast done yet. But imagine imagine a really warty pig with old lady lips and sad, depressed, giant eyes. And that's a squonk. Should I start reading the article? Yes. The squonk is a mythical creature uh, reputed to live in the hemlock forest of northern Pennsylvania. Legends of squonks probably originated in the late 19th century at the height of Pennsylvania's importance in the timber industry. The earliest known written account of squonks comes from a book by William T. Cox called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a few desert and mountain beasts. Legend holds that the creature's skin is ill-fitting, being covered with warts and that because it is ashamed of its appearance, it hides from plain sight and spends most of its time weeping. Hunters who have tried catching squonks have found out that the creature is capable capable of dissolving completely into a pool of tears and bubbles when cornered. A man named J.T. Wentling is supposed to have coaxed coaxed the creature into a bag, of which when he carried it home it suddenly lightened. Upon further inspection, he found that all all that remained was the liquid remains of the sad animal. The scientific name of the squonk, Lacrima corpus dissolvens, comes from the Latin words meaning tear, body, and dissolve. This thing can literally cry itself to death. Imagine, like, having this as a pet, and they're like, go like, oh no, the squonk wet the floor. Oh no, the squonk wet the floor, crap! <laughs> yeah, because your pet would be gone, and you'd have to mop it up. Mom, the squonk did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, the squonk turned into tears again. Get the mob. <laughs> Imagine, like, it laying over an electrical outlet and doing that. <laughs> that would not be a great time. Have either of you watched Rick and Morty? No. Uh, I've seen some episodes and some clips, but I haven't, like... Done marathon or anything. Oh, never mind then. Squonk. That sounds like there's, a sound an injured goose would make. There's a character in Rick and Morty called Squanch, and like 80% of his vocabulary is the word squanch. And so the second you said that, that's all I could think of is just the character walking around screaming squanch at people. And then crying itself to death. Sounds like a a person with Alzheimer's. <laughs> or Tourette's. <laughs> wow. I okay, mean yeah. people people with Tourette's, I mean they I mean on the uh on one side they 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 just twitch. On the other side they scream profanities at you in a Walmart. So Maybe it's th- sad because I work at Walmart. How intense does it get at Walmart? Have you screamed at someone in a Walmart? I no. haven't screamed at them, but I've gotten screamed at. Holy cow! Explain. Um, neither of them were caused by Tourette's. I can say that. Both of them were caused by very, very angry people. 
were they screaming and cussing at me? One of them was a mega Karen, and then the other one was like, I don't know, just a very, very angry person who just wanted her groceries. And I was like, I can't do anything. And she proceeded to scream at me over the phone. Oh. At like, that point, you just, like, refer them to the corporate customer service, and you're just like, yeah, they'll take care of you there. Wait, they screamed at you over the phone? Wait, what? Yeah, one of them one of them screamed at me over the phone, and I was like, ma'am, if you, if you just, like, come in here, I can have you talk to a manager. And she's like, I don't want to talk to a manager. I want to know what's going on. And I was like, ma'am, I can have you talk to a manager and get this over with. And she's like, no, I want to know what's going on. And I'm like, okay. Have fun with that, Karen. <laughs> I I still wanted to just put the phone down and walk away, but I couldn't. So, did she, like, order her groceries or something like, through a phone or something? Or, like, online and it was just calling to pick them up or something? Or Yeah, I'm, uh, Walmart's doing, like, an online grocery pickup where you, like, order ahead of time and then you go, like, the next day and you can pick up your orders in your car. Oh, okay. Or you can have them delivered to your house. And that's the department that I work in. And I'll just tell you right now, if you ever want to work in a Walmart, don't work that. Because it's the most rage-ensuing department in that store. And you will get screamed at. Oh, boy. I have oh, made oh. so many people angry at me for things that are out of my control. I'll, I'll take your word. I basically just get paid to stand there and get screamed at. Most of the time, it's pretty good, though. That's that's the point when you just start wearing a, a, a wire at all times, so you can you can get uh, you can catch these memories before you forget <laughs> all about them because you never want to remember them again. <laughs> if anyone tries to get up in my face, I have a plan. Though I'm either going to stand there and just look them in the eye and go boo, or I'm going to look at them and just like take my mask off and start chasing them in the parking lot, which I'm pretty sure I'll get fired for, but it's will, worth it at that point. Technically, it's, um, and I, I saw this on Reddit, and I'm not sure if it was true or not, but this lady coughed on people, and she got r- arrested for using a biological weapon. Are you so serious? Just, yeah. She coughed... She coughed on, like, $18,000 worth of food and then, like, kept coughing on employees. So, prepare yourself for that. Ethan, have you had any people at Walmart moments? Um... I mean, one of the strangest things that I've seen, which I guess is kind of normal now with the whole pandemic, but, like, I've watched an entire family of, like, six people walk in with gas masks. (laughs) 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 I legitimately thought we were about to go under some, like, chemical warfare type stuff. Did they just bring World War I to Walmart? Pretty much. And, like, some some of the dumbest things that I've seen are, like, the face shields. Because I see people walk around with face shields but no mask on. And I'm like, yes, that face shield is going to help against the air. Like, it's going to help you not get coronavirus from the air. That can totally just 
stop on the face shield. I gotta look up face shield real quick. Oh, okay, so it's like what they use for like welding and stuff. It's no, no, not even that. It's legitimately like a singular piece of plastic that covers half their face. Okay. At they that put point, it. You a, might just they just put it around their. Helmet. They put it around their forehead, and it's a piece of plastic that covers their face. That's it. It I'm just dangles. It just dangles from their forehead, and covers their face. That's it. And I, I, so many times, if I wanted to walk up to them and be like, "Do you really expect that to stop anything? You're not stopping anything airborne. You're just preventing people from." spitting on you. That's what you need to have so when Karens get up in your face, you're protected from their corona-embedded spit. Their Karen spit? Yes. Their Karen venom. <laughs> the deadly Karen venom. Is there a Karen Pokemon at this point or no? Arachnus Karenus. Been... <laughs> it's been scientifically proven the cure for everything is to get a Karen's approval. <laughs> okay, we need to get all the Karens in the United States right now. <laughs> Have people gone to cults related to coronavirus? I would not surprise me. Alright, let's move on to Bat Squatch, which... It looks kind of like a wolf with abs and bat wings. At least from the artist illustration. Um, sounds like a werewolf with extra steps. Yes. Did we actually delete Bat Squatch from the list? Because I had a link. Uh, shoot. I mean, I, I can look up the article real quick. Probably. I just moved everything over to... Just here. I put it in the chat. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pulling it up on my uh, computer at the moment. You, you think, you ever think how scary this would be? It's like, just think of like the intro to the old Superman cartoon. It's bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. No, that's, 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 that's bat squats. Run. That's something, <laughs> that's something even worse. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. No, that that's neither of them. That's terrifying. That's Bat-squatch. Bat-squatch. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to explain that to somebody? No, just, I don't even want to just try. Just calmly, calmly walks into that situation. It's a bird, it's a plane. No, that's Bat-squatch. No, imagine, imagine doing like a school presentation up in front of like 300 people with a laser pointer. You're like, ah, yes. So here we have a bird. Here we have a plane. And here we, we have, have the Superman. most. We have Superman, and then we have the most horrifying monster you can ever think of, Bat Squatch. Part of me also just wants to imagine Sasquatch in a Batman suit. <laughs> That's even more comedic. I mean, there's Bat Cow. Why can't there be Bat Squatch? Hold on, I'm looking what this thing looks. Oh my god. It looks like a one of those old cartoon like gargoyle type things. It does. What there was a there was a um what is it? There used to be a cartoon with the 
the creatures that looked like this. What was it called? Gremlins? I don't remember. I don't think I ever watched it. I just saw it. Aliens in the Attic. Uh, I don't... Can't change my mind. That movie was okay. I think I watched that movie once when I was younger. I didn't really get it, but it was entertaining. Oh, dear. There's a book available on Amazon called The Brides of Bat Squatch. Oh, no. I can't oh. see the author, and I'm glad I can't. It's probably one of those self-published books. And it has questionable content, too, probably. Naturally. There's a podcast called The Bat Squatch Podcast. Let's see, I think whenever I was typing in Batsquatch, apparently there's a Batsquatch beer. Yes, um, it's called Rogue Batsquatch. This is a very terrifying looking creature thing. And then you just have the bat symbol pointed at a volcano. What? Wait, are you at images? Yeah, I'm looking at images. Which one of you said gargoyles earlier? I think that was Ben. Me. Yeah, that's that was the show. Okay, I've never watched it. I've heard people talk about it before, so I figured that might be it. Yeah, that was that was the show. I don't know. I like the second I saw this thing, that was what I thought of. It kind of reminds me of a scaly winged Hulk, just from like the beer illustration thing. Rogue ales. That's weird. So, uh, how would you stop a gigantic flying uh, humanoid creature with wings from coming at you? Would you just, like... With an LMG uh, and religious intent. <laughs> religious? Religious intent. I mean, if I saw something like that, I'd definitely start praying. Right? I think at there... this point you just need a giant like bug zapper. <laughs> hope to God, hope to God it's close enough to like a moth that it just flies into it. <laughs> wait, what do? Wait, what does attract bats? Let me look this up. Insects and people's hair. <laughs> and people's hair. Soup. Yes. Attracts. Oh, that was a COVID reference. There you go. Let's see. Fragrant flowers, herbs, night-blooming plants attract nocturnal insects, which in turn lure bats. The more insects, the more insects, the better. Try planting dahlia, French marigold. Okay, so basically, how we need to attract bat, how we attract bat squatch is we just. Put down these plants they're talking about, and it attracts the bugs. Ah, yes. Botany. Just imagine seeing, like, a massive scary creature like that. It's not even after you or even trying to eat anything. It's just trying to eat bugs. It's just a massive eight-foot-tall creature with wings flying around eating the insects in your backyard. <laughs> just, just the mosquitoes. And just mentioned there's like a five-year-old kid that tames it and it becomes his pet. This sounds more and more like... <laughs> mommy, mommy, you want to see my imaginary friend? 
No. It's just bat squatch. <laughs> that would be terrifying. You just walk outside to see like an eight foot tall monster towering over your child. It's like, mommy, mommy, I made a new friend. He What's his name? It just looks at just... him. <laughs> What's his name? Uh. <laughs> Does he have a family? Uh. <laughs> I think it's a dog. That's a large dog. It's like the largest mastiff you'd ever see. And it have the one. only thing I could think of is like, look, it's a dog. Watch out, honey. He has a knife. Uh. <laughs> what? No, I don't. Was that from ASDF? It was from ASDF. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. There's. Okay, so the one that I'm looking at on the Wikipedia fandom is that's an artist rendition of it, and then I guess maybe the other versions of it are like just someone thought, oh, okay, giant bat, there we go. Honestly, I wonder if some of these things are like the SCPs. They're just people sitting in their houses and they create stories. Yeah. It honestly wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I do think there are probably some creatures out there we haven't discovered. Like, I don't know. I mean, for instance, the ocean. I mean, this has nothing to do with the ocean. But, like, we've barely even touched it. And there's probably creatures down there that we have not even seen or heard of before. Then did you say Yoshi? Yoshi exists, guys. He's scared. The Yoshi. He ate my dog and he pooped out an egg. Oh, and inside that egg is a dog. Do, I agree with you on that, Ben, though. Like, the ocean, legitimately, I feel like there's some, some things in there. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, like, stories of, like, ships going out and then, like, or I don't know how old these stories are. I think they're pretty old, or maybe they're just... I mean, back then, ships were smaller, but there's, like, stories of, like, you know, giant squids and whatnot, like, taking down ships. The Kraken? Yeah, probably that. And then I listened to part of the podcast the other day, and actually, I think that's on the list for our future episode of the podcast. I just haven't looked up really anything about it. Here's a question for both of you. Do you believe that it's possible for a... Me- like a megalodon sized shark to survive until this point or do you think it's possible for a megalodon sized shark to exist today I mean with how big the oceans are maybe yeah, I would say possibly because yeah. I think that it's possible and I if someone was to walk up to me right now and be like hey like they've they've captured a megalodon or they've like spotted a megalodon on video, I would completely believe them. The Meg. The only reason I watched that movie was Jason Statham. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie. I haven't watched it either, but I remember seeing the ads for it. Only reason, Jason Statham. All right, kids. Also, should we read the article for the Bat Squatch? Since we just talked about it. I think we've made fun of it enough. 
<laughs> Let it rest, Ben. Let it rest. <laughs> Bat Squatch has depression problems now because we made fun of him. Is Everyone wonders where is Bat Squatch? Let it die already, Ben. We've <laughs> beaten him to death. Everyone wonders where is Bat Squatch, but no one is wondering how is Bat Squatch. Isn't that like a meme from like? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, but. Let's read the article, because it's actually kind of interesting, at least from the last time I read it. It's like a short article, too. How long okay. ago did you read it? About a week or two ago. I'm not even going to sing. <laughs> I thought about it, too, so at least I'm not the only one. Was it the, uh, about a week ago? Or... Leave it to Ben. Yeah, it's that one. I actually kind of forgot about that, because wasn't that popular back in, like, 7th or 8th grade? Because I've never a lot watched of, A their... lot of things were popular back then. Yeah, that is true. Fidget spinners. Burn them oh, off. Fidget spinners? Those were like freshman year. They still yeah. deserve to be burnt. I can still remember. I think whenever... I still have like one or two. I can remember whenever Fortnite and PUBG were starting to kick off, and then like PUBG is like not really much of a thing now. It's still kind of popular, but like Fortnite's like through the roof on stuff. We need to burn that game. Mm-hmm. Unpopular opinion PUBG is better than Fortnite. I would agree. Yeah, I, I, played, <clears throat> I played the version of it on phones, and I know this month it's free on PlayStation Plus, so I grabbed it the other day. But I haven't downloaded it yet since I've been busy. But yeah, okay. Back to the article. Let's read the article. Okay. That Squatch is a flying cryptid that was allegedly sighted near Mount St. Helens in the 1980s. It resembles a flying primate, similar to the Ahul and the Orange Baki of Southeast Asia. Its name is a portmanteau derived from the words bat and sasquatch. A witness allegedly took several pictures of the creature. However, these pictures have not yet been analyzed and thus cannot prove the creature's existence. So it's like regular sasquatch, probably blurry or something. Naturally. Sasquatch with wings. Just imagine, like, they just took a picture of, like, some other, like, famous Bigfoot and then, like, some famous Bigfoot photograph and they just, like, taped wings of bats to the picture. I was like, guys, look, I take a picture of this. He's like, he's like, Joe, we, we can see the wings on the animal right now. Uh, we can see you tape the wings on there. It's like, no, you can't. It's I like just... horrifically photoshopped in the background. <laughs> yes, it's it's got the galaxy background with the <laughs> winged Sasquatch in the forefront. Got like Shutterstock written in the background all over it. <laughs> the watermark. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Description. This creature was said to have yellow eyes, a wolf-like muzzle, a blue fur, sharp teeth, bird-like feet, and leathery bat-like wings that scan up to 50 feet. In addition, bats... (laughs) You know how terrifying that would be at night? You're just walking down the road and you hear major flaps in the, like, above you, which is like, oh, cry. You know how pigeons clap their wings together when they take off? (laughs) How what? How pigeons click, clap their wings together when they take off? I think, yeah. Okay, imagine that, but with bat squatch. I think the difference between bat squatch and a pigeon is the pigeon's <laughs> wings are up front and to its sides. This thing is like bat squatch has its wings behind it. That is true. It'd be horrifying to listen to and amusing to watch. Oh boy. Yeah, all of a sudden you just hear. It goes to, like, it does it, like, its own little, like, dance, like, 
when Dorothy clicked her heels together, it does its little like dance. It spins in a circle, like claps its wings three times and takes off flying. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> It'd be amusing, uh, but at that point, you're just like, oh, wait, it's already in the air. And fat squatch is on top of you and you're dead. Well, it's been a good life. <laughs> at least, like, go out and style. Yeah, at well, least you go out seeing Bat Squatch dance. <laughs> there has to be some. Oh, boy. Okay, so, I feel like I turned this podcast into a comedy. It's funny. It's fine. This is what yeah, we do. Yeah, like we, like, we have a disclaimer on most of the episodes. I'm sure you've seen it's like, we don't that believe you're not a drug dealer. Yeah, that yeah. Ben is not a drug dealer. Okay, a quick side note. On, I'm a, on my first job, I, I worked there for like, I don't know, three months at this point, and one of the managers legitimately walked over to me and accused me of being a Flocka dealer. I don't know what that is. It's Flocka like, is a zombie drug. It's bath salts. Oh. It, it, it basically just destroys your brain and turns you into a zombie with like inhuman strength and endurance now i know how i'm gonna win tennis this year (laughs) (laughs) but he looked at me and was like do you sell or do you sell or take flaca and i was like i don't even know what that is and he was like i don't believe you but in case you actually don't know what it is go home and look it up so i have i have a story before we end Maybe so, he was asking because he was interested in buying some. I should have taken him up on his offer and given him some, like, <laughs> rock salt that you make ice cream with. <laughs> oh, no. So, recently, school started here. And uh, I'm taking calculus this year. So, we have to order the textbook. And I ordered it on Amazon. But my mom walked in yesterday and was like, your textbook's here. Hands me a small package that's way too small to be a textbook. I open it up, and it's a copy of The Very Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I still have it. The irony is too funny. The <laughs> Very Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> You're like, alright, Mom, I'm, I'm going into calculus, and I need to order this, like, 1,700-page textbook. All right just doesn't even realize how big of a book that is and you get a copy of like this 14 page hungry hungry caterpillar that you read in like kindergarten it's so funny <laughs> okay. i don't know i don't know if i would be mad or if i'd roll around on the ground crying from laughter i've done one of those in the past 24 hours Reminds me of when me and Connor were rolling around Miss Burns' room going photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. It was, what, seventh grade? Yeah, because I I expect you to remember it. Let's see. I don't remember this event happening, but I remember Mrs. Burns in in general. Yeah, she walked in and yelled at us. If you talk to... um, (laughs) If you talk to Connor about it, I'm sure he remembers. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Or I, 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 know if, I know for a fact, if you talk to Emma, she remembers it. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see, there's a thing. I'm supposed to list names on this, but... I mean, 
they don't know where we are. So it's, I mean, they're they don't know where I am. They know where you are. You've listed the county. We've We've edited edited out the county. Yeah, that is true. But we've destroyed any record of our whereabouts except for the police. We have hidden our IPs. Not with that attitude. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. And with that, <laughs> let's wrap it up here. Wait, yeah, okay, I want to finish reading the article. Okay, so... We're still not done with that? <laughs> we no, finished that with a stick! It needs to be put out of its misery. It's still breathing. Okay. Oh, uh, that's even worse. <laughs> okay. In addition, Bat Squatch is said to be 9 feet tall and that has the ability to affect car engines. This is possibly a misunderstood sighting of Mothman, considering it also affected man-made things, like Mothman can. Mothman. Like the Mothman can. Mothman. Mothman. I was gonna make a joke, but I can't because my brain is I thought of, like, the, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Candy Man can, but just the Mothman can. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, so, okay, sightings. On April 1994, Brian Canfield was driving in Washington's Pierce County when his truck suddenly died. Canfield said a large creature landed in front of him. He said it was human-like, nine feet tall, with bat-like wings. It's obviously Batman if he said human-like. Rest uh, in peace. And also, a, and sported a coat of blue fur. Ever since then, it has not been seen, and skeptics dismiss it as a hoax. A possible sighting, a, I mean, a possible second sighting was reported in 2009 near Mount Shasta in California. Several hikers witnessed a huge creature with leathery wings spanning 50 feet out. Oh, yeah, spanning 50 feet. Fly out over a crevice in the mountain. At first, an eyewitness described the creature as having a head similar to a pterodactyl. However, upon reconsideration, the witness claimed it was more akin to a bat or a fox. On June 2011, Phoenix Tierras, uh, oh, pseudonym, was in his yard walking his dog. He went to pick up the dog when he saw something in the sky. He said the following, I saw something flying... Th- the the sky. It had bat wings, blue fur, and a face similar to eyes glow and a face similar to eyes glowing red. It was about nine feet tall at, at the least. After I watched it just flew away. On April fourteenth of twenty fourteen at Archbishop Hoban High School in in Akron, Ohio, a uh, second period Spanish class spotted a giant black mass zip by the window of the classroom at incredible speed. The class claims it was about nine feet tall with a twenty to thirty feet wingspan. I have one question for that man who was taking his dog outside. I can barely estimate. I can barely estimate how far off the ground my bed is from the floor. How can this man estimate how large this bat squatch is from like 40 feet in the air? Google Glass. How can can he accurately guess that? Tape measure and a gun. (laughs) He's got like one of those like um, what is it, like those speed guns the police have? <laughs> Except it's for wingspan and not actual speed. It's for, like, size. You just you just scan something with it, and it's like, oh, that thing's, like, nine feet tall. And you're like, huh. Neat. This okay, needs to be a thing. And, oh, hey, it's heading this way. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, hey, it's changed to... Oh, that... Come on, uh, run, Fifi. <laughs> May I offer uh, you my dog as a snack? Oh, no. 
You just angered you, a lot of people. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I love dogs. I, I have a dog named Bear. He's great. I get pictures of him all the time from one of our mutual friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to explain that to you later. Yeah, let's wrap up, boys, because it's now over an hour. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, thank you, Ethan, for being on this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. This episode will probably be published probably Friday at midnight. I really want to go back and listen to this. The The comedic special. Yeah. What should we title this episode? In this in this episode, we discuss bat squash and beat it to death with a stick. <laughs> in this episode, we beat bat squash to death with a stick. And then put it out. In this in this comedic <laughs> and special, shot his dead corpse. In this comedic special, we beat bat squash to death with a stick. Ah, oh, yes, my favorite. All right. See you later, boys. Yep. See you later. Bye. Bye.